Hello there, everyone. This is Michelle Donatian on a beautiful sunny afternoon here in Delaware on the East Coast. And I'm here with you for Moments with Michelle. I just want to take some time to talk to you about things that God has done in my life. And hopefully it'll touch something in yours and transform you like he transformed me. So let's get started. This is my very first podcast. I am new to this and I'm really excited about it. And we're just going to have some fun here. And I want you to just relax, pull up a chair or, you know, this is a podcast. You can do what I do. When I go for walks, I like to listen to informational material. I like to learn while I'm walking or while I'm exercising or maybe when I'm cooking dinner. So just you know, pull up a chair, go for a walk with the kiddos, sit at the playground and while you're watching them play, you know, while you're running at the gym, put your headphones in and just flip this on and enjoy. Today what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to you about what God's done in my life regarding food. And believe it or not, it's connected. God and food are really, really connected. I remember a long time ago, um, when I was a pretty new Christian, I was, I'd say I was pretty thin. And I never thought about really being healthy. I just thought about being thin. And maybe you can relate to that. And I think a lot of people, you know, that's the way they feel. And I didn't see anything wrong with that, quite honestly. I was a health food fanatic. I mean, I didn't give my daughter, I planned on not giving her any sugar. And she had her first cookie when her godmother babysat her when uh, her dad and I went out for dinner or we went on a date or something. And uh, I was absolutely furious when I came home and found crumbs, cookie crumbs on my baby's mouth. Um, But I was a health fanatic. And it was not because of wanting to be healthy. It was because I wanted to be thin. So, you know, I didn't eat potato chips. I remember they would give me an upset stomach, make me want to throw up. Actually, I would. And, um, you know, I wasn't trying to do it. It just would make me throw up. I would drink a soda. It would give me a stomach ache. So I'm going to backtrack a little bit. When I was about, I want to say maybe 11 years old, 11, maybe 12 years old, um, I had an eating disorder. And I remember, you know, growing up, my mother was and still is a fantabulous cook. And I love that word, fantabulous. And, and that's what she was and still is. And so she cooked a lot of food. And I always joke and call it good food with a T at the end. Because it's the kind of food that is really delicious to eat. It's pretty hearty. But it's just not that nutritious because my mother, you see, she didn't know about like eating vegetables and stuff. She knew we were supposed to eat them, but she would boil those vegetables like 25 minutes, 10 minutes, you know? And my daughter and I still kind of joke about it now because, um, you know, I grew up eating canned vegetables, loved them. You probably do too. Um, I don't eat any canned vegetables now because of the research I've done and the chemicals that leach into the food. But back then I had no idea and most of us didn't know. Most people don't know now. So I grew up eating canned vegetables. We'd stick them in the pot with water, butter, salt, and pepper and boil those things for 20 minutes and they'd be done. 
And that was just the way I grew up and probably a lot of you can relate to that. My mother's food was delicious. We never went without a hot meal. I remember she would always say, you have to eat a hot meal. And I mean, that woman can cook, seriously. So it wasn't like I was, you know, um, starving or like she, in fact, she didn't even cook things out of a box. I didn't know there was food from a box until I was, you know, a teenager. Um, I had no idea because she cooked everything from scratch. And, you know, she grew up cooking when she was a young girl. Uh, there were six kids. She was a stay-at-home mom and my father was in the military. So, you know, you do the math. She knew how to save a dollar. But with all that said, the point is I grew up eating good food, delicious food. Um, you know, we ate food from all over the world, lots of different countries. We were in military family and we always lived next to people who were from other countries. And since my mother was such a great cook, she could adapt, you know, to cooking really anything. And so we ate really, really delicious stuff, but not healthy. And I was a chubby kid at a certain point in my life. I don't remember when I became chubby or if it was more like when I noticed I was chubby. It's one or the other, but I just don't know. But I remember at a certain point, I started feeling like I was, well, really fat is what I started feeling like. I don't like to use that word, but that's how I felt. And I had a neighbor. She was 23 years old. It's funny now to think about it. My daughter is 24. But at that time, you know, she was so much older than me. And um, Chris and Mike, husband and wife, they were military. Young couple, no kids. They had a dog. And Chris, which was the wife, would take me jogging every day and we jogged around the base for I don't know hours every night I don't even know how long it was but that was my first understanding of exercise and health so I would do that and I started counting calories I started doing research and I started doing aerobics videos and I remember I would eat a 1,000 calorie a day diet and you know I would I would be meticulous about it. I would. I remember my father used to buy these uh, burgers from Murray's. I don't know if any of you have heard of Murray's, but it's. I guess it's like a discount store. In it's in a lot of poor neighborhoods. I guess. I. I don't really even know. But we would go to Murray's, and you know, my parents were trying to save a buck, so we'd. It was not on the Air Force Base that we lived on, but it was, um, you know, not too far from us. And we would get these burgers that were really not burgers, but. Uh, <laughs> That's what we had. They were like, uh, you know, meat with some fillers or something. And you can probably relate. You can put whatever name you call it. Ours were the Murray's brand. And anyway, I remember I would count calories. And I think they were like 80 calories or 180 calories a piece. I don't remember anymore. But um, I mean, I counted calories. I would have like one slice of bread. I would have, you know, no vegetables because I didn't really understand about health. I just wanted to be thin. And I remember... You know, my mother would make food and she was very, you know, understanding, honestly, much more understanding than I think I probably would have been. Um, she would just let me, you know, eat what I wanted to eat because um, I was trying to lose weight. And my mother was overweight um, for many years. And um, so, you know, I would count my thousand calories and I would usually stick to it. But sometimes, a lot of times, I would go overboard and I would go to the little shopette we had in our neighborhood. And the little shopette was basically a corner store, like your local 7-Eleven or your local, I don't know what you have, Wawa, if you live on the East Coast like me, just a convenience store. And because it was on the base, 
it was just a little generic place and we called it the shopette. And there's probably shopettes all around the you know world on Air Force bases still today. But nonetheless, I would go to the shopette and I would get like Little Debbie's Hostess Cakes. And I don't mean like one, I would get like a box of them. I don't know where I got the money, but I just remember I would get them, I would bring them in my room and I would like eat the whole box. And then I'd make myself throw up. And I don't know where I learned it. I really can't even tell you. My mother certainly never talked to me about that kind of thing. Uh, You know, she did her best and so she wasn't the kind of mom that would have condoned it. But I somehow I learned that 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 type of thing and um that's what I would do. I would binge and purge, binge and purge. And you know, I've always really enjoyed food and I had that kind of relationship with it from as far back as I can remember. And this is as far back as I can remember really really thinking a lot about food. So, you know, I did that for for a few years. I don't remember when I stopped. Um then I hit I think junior high school and I remember you know feeling really ugly I mean I always felt really ugly but I remember feeling really ugly and um, the kids in school would make fun of me and I guess now that I think about it even as I'm talking about it right now I'm remembering things that I haven't remembered in years we moved to this base that uh, during that time and before then the kids didn't really like me but I don't remember them really making fun of me. I had my one best friend and I did feel like an outsider, but it wasn't that obvious until I got here to this base and the kids made fun of me. I mean, it was relentless. And I guess maybe that's when I began to internalize what was wrong with me. Maybe that's what it was. I I haven't thought about this in so long, even as I share this with you now. I hope this is helping somebody. I'm sure it is. But I was a little girl in fourth grade, and I remember the kids. I I had a um, some problems with my hair. I had used to get uh, Jerry curls. This was back in the '80s, guys. And I used to get a Jerry curl. If you don't know what a Jerry curl is, you can Google it. <laughs> but uh, it was really popular back then, and I always loved it in my hair. But we came to Delaware, and. Um, when we came to Delaware, we didn't know anybody who could do it. And we went to a, a hair salon that was uh, manned by a white woman. And the reason I say manned by a white woman is because she didn't know how to do my type of hair. I'm a black woman, of course, a, bl- a little girl. I was a little young black girl at that time. And um, she didn't know how to do my hair, but I didn't know that. I didn't even know it was important. I was a kid. My mom didn't know. My mom is um, you know, multicultural herself. And uh, so we just didn't know. And the woman put the kind of perm you would put in a white woman's hair in my hair. And if you know anything about hair, you know that our hair is different. There are a lot of things we can use the same of, but that chemical was not one of those things. I think it was a cold wave she put in my hair. I mean, it's been years, but um, nonetheless, it gave me chemical burns. My hair uh, had to be cut. Or even, it may have even fallen. Some of it fell out. I just don't even remember. I just remember leaving that salon with about an inch of hair on my head. It was so short. Maybe two or three inches. And of course, you can imagine as a little kid, this was before the days of natural hair and big chops, which I have now. I have natural hair, but this was before those days. Everybody wanted long hair. In fact, 
this was when extensions, we even called them extensions back then. Uh, now we call it hair weave, but back then this is when extensions first came out. So, you know, the kids were relentless. And I guess that's when I started really thinking about what's wrong with me. That must be when it was, I, I, I guess. And that's as, long, that's as far back as I can remember ever thinking about that. So I would diet, binge, purge, diet, binge, purge. Then I remember boys started noticing me in a good way. And I guess I liked the attention. In fact, I remember liking the attention. I remember the first time a man made a cat call at me. I was walking in the base. This is how poignant this was. I still remember. I'm 42 years old, guys, and I still remember this. I remember walking to the 7-Eleven on Dover Air Force Base, where I lived, and I used to mow lawns in the uh, summertime. Um, I, we, I was always a little entrepreneur, but that's another story. And anyway, I would go to all the neighbors' houses and mow lawns all summer long and do all these things to earn money. And at the end of the day, I would go to the store, to the 7-Eleven, and I would buy like bubblegum or, well, actually it was bubblegum. I loved Big League Chew. So I would buy a pack of Big League Chew or a couple of packs of Big League Chew. And um, so this time I was walking to the 7-Eleven, and I guess I was on my way to go do that. And I remember somebody yelled out from a car something like, hey, baby, or something. I don't know what the guy said, but I remember now, while I would just ignore it and say, the person doesn't understand that that's insulting and just keep on moving. Back then, I thought of it as a compliment. And um, this is something for you moms out there to think about. And if you're any young ladies listening, that's not a compliment. That's not a compliment. But... I thought that it was because it was validation. It meant somebody thought I was worthwhile. So that's what I remember. And then I moved on, you know. I remember a few years later, of course, I still was made fun of relentlessly. Um, I had my one best friend, and she and I were like the Bopsy twins. In fact, that's what they called us, the Bopsy twins. We were inseparable. We were just alike. And when I hit high school... I decided to join the swim team. And the reason was because I went to this new high school. I didn't know anybody. My parents moved, you know, far away. I had now already been, you know, having, you know, positive experiences with boys. I should say boys saying that I was pretty. To me, that was really important. And, um, you know, I had this boyfriend, kind of a secret boyfriend, if you will. And, um, you know... I felt validated. I was hanging out with friends. So we move away and uh, we go to, I go to this new high school, my first year of high school. And I wasn't an overweight kid, but I was, a, I was a little chubby still, even though I jogged every day. Remember, I was binging and purging and I guess I had stopped at that point, but you know what that can do to your body. And if you don't know, it can really wreak havoc on your metabolism. Um, it's not good for your metabolism, and it causes you to actually gain weight because your body will hold on to everything that you take in because you're not giving it enough nutrition. So nonetheless, I decided to join the swim team because one of the girls that was in my junior high school went to that high school. She and I were in the same grade, and she joined the swim team, so I decided, well, I want to be around somebody I know, so I joined the swim team. I didn't know I was going to love it as much as I did. I had no idea what it was about. She was an athlete, had been for years. She was in uh, on the swim team and in, in a gymnast. So I joined the swim team, and I remember my two coaches one day, I don't even know how long it was, maybe 
a month after I started swimming. And we had five-hour practices every day. We had to get there at 5.30 in the morning before school. We practiced for about two and a half hours, took our showers, then started school, and then stayed after school for about two and a half hours. We would swim. We would jog around the whole state park that was connected to the back of our school. We would lift weights. We would exercise for literally five hours every day. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And one day the two coaches, I remember saying to me, them saying, what are you doing? Are you on a diet? And I hadn't really been paying attention. And they, I said, no, why? They said, You're, you've lost so much weight. So this was my, you know, first time I started really exercising, like really exercising. And um, so, you know, this was positive to me. And it was a good thing I was being, I was, you know, taking good care of my body. But still, all of my eating habits and everything was about staying thin, okay? So... I would come home and of course I would have this huge appetite. I don't have a big appetite really and I never have, but for me I would come home and I would eat these big meals because you know I had worked out for five hours and of course you've got to sustain that. And um, so that's what I would do and I jogged every morning still on my own, 5.30 every morning for years. I jogged miles and I would take my dog for a walk and you know just my life was a life kind of like an, of an athlete. And um, in as far as exercise goes. And so, you know, I was thin. I, you know, had all the boys loved me and that was important to me at that time in my life. So I noticed that, I always paid attention to that. And, you know, I enjoyed quite a bit of uh, social popularity on the boys. The girls didn't seem to care for me, but, you know, that was nothing new to me. All the boys loved me and that was all that mattered to me because I was thin. And to me, thin and beautiful were synonymous. So maybe you can relate to this. I don't know. But that's the way I felt as a teenager. And I always felt like I was getting even with all the girls who made fun of me by taking their boyfriends. Or if their boyfriend would approach me, I always felt like, yep, this was my revenge. So nonetheless, you know, high school, I had, you know, millions of not really boyfriends, but millions of guys. I didn't believe in really dating guys because I was a player. I played the field so much at that point in my life. And I went to the parties and clubs and concerts and all this stuff with my best friend. And she was beautiful. And the two of us, you know, we were so sure of ourselves that, in fact, if a boy liked one of us, we were like, you take him. I don't want him. Because we thought our friendship was so important. So we didn't get, you know bogged down. We never fought about boys or anything like that. And in fact, we were pretty mature on that level. But, um, you know, we, we, we wanted to keep our friendship intact. So if it was uh, about losing our friendship, we would just say, take him. You can have him. There's plenty of fish in the sea. But still, we both knew we were like, you know, the bomb diggity of everything. And um, translation means we both knew, we were both really conceited. We'll just say that. And you know, fast forward, I was, I graduated from high school and I was living this, this wild lifestyle and I got pregnant and I had my daughter. She was 18. I was 18 years old. I just, you know, very young mom. And it was the first time that I could remember in my life that I ever, that I didn't have control over my weight. And I was still exercising. And I remember one of the nurses um, 
on the base at my doctor's appointment told me I had to stop exercising. I remember this because it was like a devastating blow to me. And I thought, well, man, if I'm going to get fat, and this is exactly what I thought, if I'm going to get fat and they tell me it's not healthy to exercise, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it in style. I'm going to, I'm going to eat everything. And I literally ate everything. I mean, I was young. I would take out all my friends to Olive Garden, Denny's. We had a Denny's here. I mean, I ate everything because I figured I was going to get fat anyway. And, um... That's what I did. So I gained 90 pounds while I was pregnant. I had my daughter. And then I started exercising again right after I had her. And I lost all the weight. And I could fit into my prom dress. And to me, that was, you know, success. Thin. Remember, to me, thin was success. So, um, you know, fast forward. Something really terrible happened in my family. And I went into this depression. And I started eating as a way to comfort myself. And um, this was where the problem began to surface its ugly head, as far as I knew. But we're going to take a break for a moment because you might want to go you know, to the bathroom or maybe you need to go do something with the kiddos. But we'll be back shortly. Stay tuned.